Welcome back to the episode of Nerds and Rounds, guys. What you were know, your Sebastian. eyes just now? Time on, before we even, what were your crazy man eyes that you just had right now? Oh, I that? did that on purpose. Yeah. It, was, it was totally on purpose. It's a man on Red Bull. That's what that is. A man, <laughs> yeah, on, Red a man on Red Bull and no sleep. Because right, I'm just excited. It's Tuesday. How are you guys doing? So it's your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. And tonight, guys, we got a lot to talk about. We have some great guests with us. They're waiting Oof. in the background to meet you guys. But before we do this and start the episode, it is our daily announcements on Tuesdays. So Week- Weekly announcements. Weekly announcements. It's, you know, how it goes. Anyway, so we got a new housekeeping. Yes, <laughs> we love the housekeeping. So um, don't forget to check out Tales by Law on Twitch, Steady Hands, Mayhem Mike. Pure Mayhem on Twitch. Check those guys out. Go to their channels. Pretty much you'll see their schedules of what they're streaming and everything they gave. Everybody's talking about Cyberpunk. Monday. I've been doing Monday and Thursday between 5 and 8 Eastern Standard Time. And um, Cyberpunk, once they do the patches, I might get it because I've been hearing a lot of we might things talk about Oh, it. yeah, because you have it on the old council. <laughs> we, we might talk about Wow, Toad. I gave wow. it to you. I, guess, I gave like, it to you. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> he can. Like I know, but I'm just like, damn, be like because it plays beautiful on my refrigerator. So you know. <laughs> also, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even trying to get the game until everyone told me I, I need to get this game. No, I, no, like, it, it looks. It looks like shit on 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 uh, regular Xbone and. Uh, I've seen. Well, 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 that's a whole anyway, topic. Irrelevant. Anyway, let's go. Irrelevant. Uh, anyway. Friday, new episode coming out. We actually did an awesome series with um, Keiko from MLA Entertainment and Jay Huber. They talk about character development and everything. So those who are interested in learning how to create a character and everything, make sure you check that episode. It's dropping this it's Friday. Very good deep dive. Yeah, definitely. The creation process, the, the mindset of a writer who tries to build a, a story uh, and involve their characters with it. Next on the docket. If you have not subscribed yet, please go to the Medusa Cascades podcast. New episodes every Saturday. We just dropped episode seven from Beyond Studios, so make sure you check it out every Saturday, the Medusa's Cascade. And on Sundays, if you guys haven't subscribed to Comic Cast, make sure you do. They did an awesome interview this Sunday with um, Wayward Raven Studios. It's a show that they start at 1 p.m. called... Um, um, let it out where they talk about again with creators and everything and also they draw do drawing challenges so also too if you're an artist want to show your skills and everything they have you share your stuff that so dope. without further ado let's start bringing in our guests get into the episode and start giving over stuff and before we do that we want to say what's up danielle gonzalez yes what's Here. up oh what's going on what's going on so first guest needs no introduction he's been our regular steady in here but for those who don't know him, you have to check out his album that dropped this year, The Agenda. Please go to Spotify. Links is in the descriptions. Give it up for the one, the only, Lou Saif. Lou. Yeah, what's going on, guys? What's going, what's going on, on, brother? What's up? Oh, you already know. Happy to be here. Thanks for Good. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited, man. We got yeah. we, we got lots to cover. There's a lot of excitement today before we get into all spoiler stuff and all that because we got that Disney drop too. Ooh. Next on the list, he's new to the show, making his a uh, grand entrance debut. You can check him out on the podcast. You free? Give it up for Azim Jafri. Azim, what's up? Yo, what's, up, guys? How's what's it going, going on? Man? Man? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the madness and mayhem. You know, first time, first time caller, long time listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that warms our little heart. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Crossovers are perfect. Well, welcome to the show, brother. So we're gonna get you into the madness and everything. So again, guys, I love the first... varying levels of facial hair and beard control that we all got going <laughs> this this week. This panel is very beard yeah. heavy. No, like you know, it, it, like it, it all looks good, and then I take the hat off, and it's just terrible because of my talking <laughs> ass self. I'll be the victim of that. There you go. Uh, anyway, got, let's go. We're five minutes of, in. So we're five minutes in. Let's go. Count. We got a bunch of stuff to cover. So first of all, I want to cover the Disney drop. The first thing I want to cover is Marvel. I'm going to give you guys a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about it real quick. So first off, the WandaVision trailer, the Falcon, the Falcon and Bucky trailer, the Loki trailer, tons of Marvel goodies, including the What If trailer, movie news like Christian Bale playing um, Gore, the God Butcher, and the new Thor movie. 
Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yep. Um, like <laughs> new Fantastic Four movie. We were brooding yes. this bad boy. Yes. We're not getting that old Fox crap. Um, new shows like Ironheart, Secret Wars announced, and then tons Yo. of cast updates. Yeah. How did you guys feel about Ironheart. this whole like, Yo. Ironheart was just like I didn't even know they were thinking about Ironheart, and then they dropped Ironheart. And I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like so excited for it. So just- I feel like they doubled. They were like, "Yo, like we gave you a lot with that last uh, what was it, the Disney 21, whatever the yeah D 21 or whatever, wherever they gave us a lot, and we were all hyped." And then all of a sudden, I didn't even know that they were supposed to be making announcements. And they were like, this is a regular ass investors call. Yo, like, there was like, no business for them to just drop all this shit. Yeah. You know, and I but- feel like it was such a <laughs> yep. it was such yep. a flex of just like, Indeed, oh, by Daniel the way, Daniel. like you didn't know we got this and this and this, and you're just like Yo, how big is that fucking bag? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, hey, Lou, Azim, how did you guys feel about those drops? Well, it was it kind of felt like you know the guy with the big ass trench coat and he just opens it up. And he's like, <laughs> what you mean? What you mean, man? Yeah, ever ever since the blade announcement, I feel like they've just been running it up. Like they've just been like, you don't know what's coming next, but you know that we are stacking the cards for, for when we start releasing content again. I personally was most excited about the What If trailer, though. Like I, That wasn't super oh, high on my list until that trailer dropped. That, like, the animation looked dope. Um, Jeffrey Wright as the watcher like set the tone beautifully, and I'm hoping that carries over you know, to movies down the line and whatnot. And I, I was I blown away by that. I think that one's going to be a sleeper series that everyone's not expecting because if yeah. anyone's read the what if comics, they always hit you with some great stuff. Next thing, because again, we're very excited about Marvel because Disney, again, they came out swinging. They're like, Oh, HBO dropping Warner brother movies up. Here we go. We got content for the next 10 years and we're still announcing. Yeah, honestly, still, the smartest still... two plays right now is between HBO dropping everything with Warner brothers. And then like Disney and Marvel going, we'll drop stuff too. Those are the two business savvy, like, like drops like no, it's it's like, a it's a good play you just but there's a lot of so at least with disney plus there isn't a lot of backlash or any with the creators the directors they've been on board with what disney plus is doing versus hbo max doing this whole wb thing you've got nothing but directors just coming out saying they're not here for it and they're against it uh you know you've yeah. got christopher nolan said something the guy who's directing dune pretty much right. pretty much said because we're doing this, we're not going to get the second part. We're not going to do the rest of Dune because I'm sure Dune is supposed wow. to be. Like, I think Dune is like a is a love project. It's going to be a two parter to do the entire book, and they need to make sure they're bringing in all this dough to justify doing another movie. So, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be. Well, interesting. I feel like Warner Brothers has the money, and by them dropping all this, they're going to get people more invested to get because before we didn't have like the HBO Max like we have now and now if they're dropping stuff we're like oh yeah Disney like you're gonna have people pay for your stuff no 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 we're gonna drop them same day release and you'll have to pay more but I want to ask Azim and Lou these next drops because now we're gonna jump over to the Star Wars what Disney said so Disney 10 new Star Wars series on coming to Disney plus a look at the Bad Batch Two spin-offs coming from the Mandalorian which includes the Rangers of the New Republic Ashoka um and or a prequel uh, of Rogue One, The Acolyte, Hayden Christensen coming back to the Obi-Wan TV series, The Lando series, Star Wars Visions, which is an anthology so anime series, and movies including Rogue Squadron and an unnamed movie by Takawati. Um, Azim, Lou, how did you guys feel about that? Before they jump, do we just need to make a shout out that Rogue Squadron is going to be directed by Patty fucking Jenkins? All right, yes. now, continue. <laughs> continue. Azim, Lou, whoever wants to take it first, how did you guys feel about that? that you go first. I, I mean, I was about to say that I'm excited for, for Rogue Squadron. That's going to be a really dope movie. Um, I like, I'm, I'm excited mostly for like the new stories at the town. Like the spinoffs are dope, but at the same time, I'm like, I want to see like a completely new take on this. Like the anime things is going to be crazy. Like just like short stories that are just set in the Star Wars universe. I'm excited, man. Yeah, t- similar. I'm I'm excited for the new stories. Um, I really I really liked Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, so I'm like I'm I'm excited about that. And of course, she's a Lower East Side resident, you know, born and raised. That's where, you know, that's where, <laughs> yeah. kind of where I got my star. So yeah, I, I I'm excited for yep. that. Um, yep. I think you know having Christensen coming back as Vader, I'm excited for that as well because yeah. for me, you know, I I hated him in uh what was it um uh. In uh, 
Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. It was, just yeah, no. you know, feel so the the sand. The you sand know. gets everywhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. The sand. Yeah. Yes, but, yes, Daddy. Yeah, it's gonna I'm, be amazing. I'm for all that. Yeah, hundred percent. But we we got a lot to cover with this. Um, I, I think it was. I think like to comment on him coming back. The uh, did you guys yeah. catch the quote I from? Um, I agree, Shan. I agree, Shan. Yeah. I just think, you know, dipping and diving, trying to, you know, fill in these gaps is is really what's going to be a little bit hazy. And, you know, to a Zim's point, just starting something brand new and fresh. You know, they've got the new book series with the new with the with the Republic um, that they're taking place with like a younger Yoda. I think that's a really good prime area to do shows because this that's a whole X amount of years where like we don't have anything where we're like bobbing and weaving with shows and content trying to make sure, you know, we've got those dots connecting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the link in the chat for wow. everyone who's on the chat for follow up on that list so you can actually go to the source see some of the stuff that's dropped. So for everyone who's watching, you have that link now. I think you and McGregor's quote where he was like, "I get to work with Hayden again, like I get to work with my brother again." I was like, "Oh, that's the sweetest thing." Uh, that, that, that was the, that, that was like even if it was like a fake like tweet, I, I still needed to I be mean, real. It's it's sweet, but it's just like that Ryan Reynolds gif. But why? <laughs> like, wow. like, like, I don't know. It's not really? even. I because what's the like? Who's gonna be in the suit? Is Hayden gonna be in that suit? No. Who's gonna be the voice of the suit? Is Hayden's gonna be voice? No. It's James Earl fucking Jones, Mufasa. Like, we're just gonna have Hayden Christensen <laughs> in a flashback or some sort of force connection shit that we saw in in the sequel trilogy. Which, yeah. you know, it's cool. I mean, whatever. It's been years since he's been this character. It's different writing, different directing. Right. So. I, I think, think I think you know, they'll, probably, they'll do him justice. It's just I, that there's that bad taste in the mouth from the prequel trilogy. But it's yeah. safe to say from everyone here, we're all excited for the next 10 years, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. this is phase five. Probably, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't forget Bubba yeah. Fett's getting in. Like you said, they had a lot they were announcing. But Tony, please now give us our spoiler warning. Let's go. Yes, we are talking about episode 15 of the mandalorian <laughs> we are talking all spoilers are included so that means tony stark has died so let's get there to it boys are you already so, i'm gonna give you guys i'm gonna help you Not guys with this. flex <laughs> so we're gonna do something a little different i'm gonna walk you guys through talking points and everything from the episode that i'd help jot it down with everything because there was a there was some great stuff that happened in this episode but i feel like there was a lot of great stuff that happened between mando and mayfield and before we get deep into that let's start off with the fact that first we start off with the prison planet with mayfield played by bill burr Rom, pretty much inmate three, four, six, six, seven. <laughs> yo, yo, he did an awesome job. I mean, even was amazing. Like, I, I'm, I was very impressed by like, you know, he had scenes that really stretched what he does, other than like the funny little slapstick stuff. Like, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. I was like, yeah, let's yeah, go MVP absolutely. right to get yeah to get that level of buy-in from Bill Burr added so much like to the series as a whole. In my opinion, like this was one of my favorite episodes. Just seeing him like dig into that and like the way it complemented the storyline so far was just dope. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was there was definitely like, a lot of the comedic timing for like some of the things where there it wasn't like outright laugh out loud, but it was kind of like that yeah, that's funny. Highly volatile. Like yeah, that you know that I'm like, oh, you look like that other guy. I'm glad you didn't look like him. <laughs> well let's 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 point out this yeah. fact. So we're on this junk planet, and if you notice on this junk planet, it's a lot of imperial stuff, and he's a former imperial um soldier. So how did that feel? You seeing this former imperial soldier just like hammering away uh, at um old scrap metal and everything of old remnants of the empire. A lot of for me was like the tie-ins of like who he was coming to grips with like decisions he's made. And then you see like conversations where like the entire time I was like, yo, kudos to the writing team because the conversation between him and Mando where he starts to be like, yo, like we're not so different. But we're, we're gonna get into those. Yo, we're gonna get yeah. into those. But you know, all that to say, like from from that beginning where you see him like kind of going, damn, this is where I ended up, like it just ties in throughout the entire, you know, episode where you're seeing that level of like awareness that he has of who his character is and, and what like he's done the impact that it's had. Yeah, we're definitely this episode. You you hit it right there, Daniel. We're gonna yeah. definitely talk about that too. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. have it all up that, here. That, that soldier how, mentality. Yep. 
And I, I think there's a good uh, juxtaposition between him and Cara Dune because with Cara, we get the whole idea of a person who was in the rebellion and kind of leaving all that behind and going off on her own. And then with uh, this character, with with Bill Burr's character, you know, you've got someone who's part of the Empire and kind of also did his own and now is paying off his time. So I think it was a good a good you know balance between the two of them and also just like this group of people that Mando just has around him from all different walks of you know Star Wars life. Yeah. So I'm I'm processing and Lou with this one. Um, so we got what I dubbed the Mando Avengers when we saw Mando's crew coming out of the Slave <laughs> One, especially that moment where he sees Boba Fett. Um, Bill Burr sees Boba Fett. Right. Um, and then you see Mando come out. He's like, "Oh shit, he's here!" And, <laughs> and, and, yes, you got, yes. and, and Boba's got the new. You know, he's he's looking fresh compared to the previous week. He got the. Got we need the that kind of cleaner. Like, yeah. I don't know what he's Thanks. using. Oh, yeah, he yeah. rolled up with the fresh shape up, right? <laughs> 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 exactly. Yo, we lined up. We're looking good. Everything, the lights are shining real good. <laughs> but you know, I thought it was hilarious that, like, you know, the fact that, like, he was just like. Oh, I thought you were a Mando. <laughs> oh, there it is. It was such a perfect reaction to like, you know, like, I don't know. You see like the, the class bully and you were just like, you know, the class bully sends you the, the second hand man. You're like, yo, I got this. All right, cool. <laughs> then they send you the big bad boss. And you're like, hmm, yep, okay. This is going to be different. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> exactly. But okay, you're funny. But um, let, let's just geek out for a little bit, too, because after that whole thing happened, we actually, for the first time, I feel, got to see the inside of Slave 1 on the big screen. Yeah. How did you guys feel about that um, going on on the screen? Dude. Uh, well, the, the whole rotation. I like, was, I, yeah. I, I, always <laughs> been, I I was always obsessed with, like, wait, how? Why, it's like how, in a gyroscope. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. why are you sitting up and, like, ready to, ready to sit? And then I saw the rotation happen. I was like, oh, oh, that's how we're doing it, Bobo Fett. It's like getting spree wells on the car. It was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think we saw a good amount of it from uh, Attack of the Clones when it was with Django. Like, we just saw the cockpit, no. and that was it. We didn't see, like, the cargo bay or anything like that and how it all worked works with you know people sitting on their back and they kind of rotating when it uh, moves up so it's cool i mean there's one of the i mean this is later at the end of the episode but one of the callbacks with slave one that i loved was when the tie fighters were going after slave one and he drops the sonic bombs that were, we're used gonna, in episode two and oh, i was like what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that 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 dog fight is on the docket yes. we're gonna talk about that because we, we yeah. want to get into that yeah As exactly. how did you, Daniel. there's so many moments of like questioning morality and questioning like where you draw that line for yourself and he and bill burr like he calls it out he was like what he was like so what changes like what like what was the thing that you're like oh I'll, I'll never do this until this like what is that thing and it kept getting brought up and i was just like yo this the yo writing like i like i love the visuals i love every but the writing on this was easily the best episode yeah, yeah how, Azim, how did you feel about the Slave One, though? I mean, because I know growing up seeing Star Wars, never seeing the inside of the ship, and then you're getting that. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, this, I mean, this whole show, they just like it's like they just have a list, like a checklist of like here are all the things that we know Star Wars fans have been waiting <laughs> to see, and we're just gonna hit you with one of them after another. You know, like it's it's just, I mean, it's it's reassuring, right? That like you know that the future of Star Wars is is heading in the right direction, because clearly they're in tune with what it is that the fans like have been waiting to see you know right um, but at the same time they're not doing it in a way that it's like like they're still subverting your expectations along the way right like it's not like it's predictable but it's just like oh shit, i never thought i would see that but i got to see that yeah yeah it, I, I think this has been rewarding for all of us here as fans um and now we we, we go to because um uh, there's been a theme this season. We're, we're as they're like you said, they're opening up. We're seeing a lot of different planets. Morak is like a jungle planet, but we also get the Mando and Mayfield team up because now we can start diving into their conversation. And we also see Mando Trooper and hijacking of Juggernaut Five. How did uh, you all you guys feel about all this that was going on right there? And then, I mean, you know, it tells me, and I don't know if we're getting to the part where like they're getting. Uh... They're about to get hijacked or anything. Um, but what tell what it tells me is that the Empire does not train their stormtroopers well. <laughs> like, like you have well, we you've got, you know, you've got like four juggernauts that are just taken out by these 
these dudes with with uh, with thermal detonators, and Mando is one guy with no best car, just taking out the whole squad. Oh, oh no no you're jumping you're, you're jumping ahead. I'm talking about that's yeah. that's the that's yeah. the second hijacking. We're talking about the first one, Mando first, and and um this guy took but man Mando but, but Mayfield but took over. Still, but even still, Tone is right. They don't. They're a bunch of red shirts. They're the definition of red shirts. Yeah. yeah they well, don't I <laughs> when Kara, when they sent Kara down to take over, right? Because she went, she was the she was the one who jumped down. I thought it was going to be Mando to handle business, but they sent Kara down. She whooped ass, and then she got she got the dreamy eyes. She gave the dreamy eyes to Mando when it was time to hand over the armor. You saw her? She was like, "I got you." an octagon and she was good to go yeah. i just <laughs> love the, I, I just love the classic what the that like the storm the troopers always put out right before they get like like right in the middle of the hijacking like, yeah what the they yep. never get to finish it though you know that's yep. the they've been, Wars that's they've been really like doing that whole like stormtrooper uh ad lib of like they're just generic voice like even in the episode the last episode when he's like go up there get up there like that just seems like old school stormtrooper speech it's like one dude who voices all <laughs> stormtrooper commands yeah i eventually <laughs> want to hear stormtrooper guy. hey yo what was that <laughs> what you said? <laughs> like you know, like you hear something drop, and you know, you, you know the regular thing is what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> oh, that they used that one f bomb for the entire series. On that, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then you get an elbow to the face, like with your helmet on. Like, come on, man! Like, what is this material made out of? Like, <laughs> But with these sets, he's different armor. But then Mando pretty much is in a different armor. He is a, a Mando trooper right now. But then it's like as they as him and Mayfield, we get this whole thing with him and Mayfield now in the in Juggernaut Five. They're driving through, and then they're having this one on one conversation. And I think this is where we can dive deep now into the character development. Them talking to each other, and also to mentioning Alderaan and Mandalore, if that was possible foreshadowing for something else that they were um, later in the episode. I was going to say, you also see it, like, from earlier episodes. Had he not met, um, why do I always forget her name? Uh, uh, who took off her mask? Uh, oh, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. I always want to tell something else. Uh, if he not had met her, I think he'd be less likely, like, even more less likely to, to change into a different set of armor, let alone show his face. Great and point. I think I think him yeah. meeting her and understanding like oh like this is the way but it's the way that I've been taught it may not be the way mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that gave him like better foresight to be like and then and then just his connection yeah. with, with Grogu like mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. right yeah. absolutely like his connection with Grogu and Grogu getting got like he's like I'm kind of willing to do anything yeah. and if like no one else can go. I gotta go, you know. Yeah. Yep. And then also, like, it also like eases into it. Like, it's not like he goes directly from wearing his suit into wearing to, to taking it off entirely. It's like, oh, okay, this is like a middle ground. And then later on in the episode, obviously, it then's like, now you gotta go all the way with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he felt so uncomfortable in that. Suit yeah, he moment. did. Like, he oh, came out from oh. behind the juggernaut, and it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, nah. I love the Burr's reaction to it. Putting on the suit, he was like, "Oh, this guy was clamming." Let's go, go around. To, it's, it's two dudes. It's like he's like, "What the fuck are you wearing, dog?" He's like, "Come on, man, I'm just trying to." He's like, "Nah, you look goofy as hell, bro." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was funny. Yeah. But I mean, I I think we were starting to see the deep development though of Bill Burr's character Mayfield, and again, Bill yeah. Burr's kudos to him on how he played this character. We saw them have that moment. In the juggernaut, he's there driving through the village, looking at the kids, and then he gives that comparison of Alderaan and Mandalore. He's like, you know, and then starts talking about like everyone's different beliefs and all that. And I was like, that was pretty interesting with that conversation. Believe what you yeah. believe from where 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 you came up from. You know, what I mean, circumstances yeah. of, of your environment. And I I loved it more from seeing like how dirty he was when we first met him. Where I was like. I fucking hate this dude. Like now, I'm like, damn, don't make me like him. Like I like Bill Burr, but I don't like his. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like thought, I, thought was, 
I thought it was a great comparison to like what we're seeing now, you know, politically in the world where it's just like everybody, everybody has to remember a bad guy always thinks he's a good guy, right? No matter which way. And, you know, great FBI agents talk about it is just like, you know, you're, you're getting the bad guy. And it's just like, yes. And they think the same way, the vice versa. And I think that that really, you know, resonates with what's going on in the world right now. And it's, it's, it was it was a great that monologue and and the whole like back and forth was like i i literally went back and re rewound the whole entire thing i took down notes to like really get where he's coming from and if you know bill burr and how what his comedy is like you're like oh i get it you know um so i wouldn't be surprised if he helped write some of that stuff because he's such a brilliant writer uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, on that note too, he had the line right where he's like, "When I say you guys, I'm talking about Mandalorians," which is another like you know kind of nod to to current times, but played. Yeah. I was like, of course, Bill Burr's character would have right. that line, especially because his wife, his wife is a beautiful black woman that he's very proud of, you know, and he talks about that whole back and forth of what they have on, you know, him trying to understand what she goes through and, you know, him trying to be like, well, you know, they're just, you know, they they need to figure it out. They don't understand that, you know, um. So it was it was great. It was great. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And I and I agree with Daniel's statement right here about um Bokata reminding Mando that they're still following the old ways of Death Watch. The new ways allow them to uh ways yeah. is freely and honorable. And yeah. I think they needed to show that interaction with Bokatan, which leads up to what's happening now. Yeah, and it just shows more character development. But now we can get into this chase sequence. We see that there's a blown up truck. We don't know which juggernaut that was. Then we hear from Juggernaut 3 and 4. All of a sudden, Juggernaut 4 blows up. And then Juggernaut 3 is like, oh, and then they blow up. because Classic Stormtrooper. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and so how did you guys see that? Did you see that this where they were like, we're about to fucking jump ship now. Like, fuck it. We're not, we're like, this, ain't, this ain't worth it. And like, he's like, nah. Like, Mando's like, yo, I got it. And Bill, no, Bill's like, just like, I mean, I mean, but like this whole this whole thing, that whole sequence was pretty much like a regular one of those video game missions where like if you fuck up, you got to start back at the checkpoint. <laughs> you've, got, you've got like the fucking Crash Bandicoot Nitro in the back where if you bump something too hard, it blows up. You got the bar, the sensitivity bar going up and down and you kind of toy with that. You're trying to get to the next checkpoint. So if you fuck up, you can just restart again. There's so much happening this that just reminded me of old childhood video memory. This is it, such a yeah. specific childhood it's so, well, there are a couple games that have done that to me, so like I get it. How did you guys feel about that, Lou? Uh, Aziz, how did you guys feel about those? That's this scene. Go, Aziz, you go. I mean, I thought it was dope. Um, I thought you know, seeing Mando fight without his armor and, and I mean, kind of going hand to hand again was like a great reminder of just like what he's actually capable of. You know, he he's it's funny you mentioned the video game because it's like to me this is the most video game show that I've seen in a while. Like it's literally, like he keeps leveling up armor and like you know meeting new people who then come back later for another like you know going on a side quest and then what he gets on the side quest matters for the main quest and all that yeah. stuff. Um, but it was dope seeing him just like. Bust it, bust it down, you know, instead yeah. of having to press a button or whatever as he has been doing, you know. That's a good point with the with the you know earning earning different levels of <laughs> of, of that. But to see that to see that armor like completely fold under bullshit weapons, I was just like, <laughs> he misses it. You know, but he's like, yeah, he's like, this isn't this, that's not the vibe. This ain't fucking working. <laughs> what, when he ran out of, when he ran out of ammo, he looked like, <laughs> what? Fuck this shit, fucking threw that. But it so, it showcased though how badass he is though. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like motherfucker. But so, it, but the funny part was when they had the the you know he had taken out all those guys and then it was just like three more showed up and he was like, all right. have, you, have you got for the kid for the kid? Do you guys remember yeah. those raid games where where you played the raid and then it, each wave got bigger and bigger and bigger? And that's what it felt like for Mando. But yeah. I got a question from Daniel right here. It says, um, do you think Sabine might show up? This for this season, I think they're gonna save her for next because yeah. we got one more episode. Because yeah. if they do, in my personal opinion, it's probably going to be a surprise, or they would have hinted to her. But I feel like she may show up in the next season. Yeah, I so think if they, do, if they do the Thrawn thing, we're gonna get Ezra, and if they do the Ezra thing, I think we're gonna get Sabine. So I think it'll be more so like either season three or season four. If they're gonna kind of bring all those characters in. 
And Miss um, Delgado wants wants her. We know you want her. Yes. We've been screaming for her this whole season. We've been we've yes, been paying yes. attention. And she says it too, or Ezra. And I and I believe they're leading up to Ezra, or Ezra might come into Ahsoka Katana um spin-off show. Yeah, because again, if you scroll the Disney drop, there's yeah. a lot of spin-off shows coming and, off of Mando. Yeah. And if I recall, they're supposedly gonna do something where all the spin-off shows have like some sort of combination event, like what they did with CW. And I agree. They they might show um, General Admiral Thrawn or and Daniel's boy. And, and again, look at that uh, Disney drop. They might be saving him. Yeah. The, the they might Thrawn seems more likely that they'll mention him, and then everyone kind of like their buttholes clench up. Well, like Thrawn's not, Thrawn's not that because you can just show like you can do what they did in Rogue One, except you know you're not using Moff Tarkin and doing terrible CGI, but you can just have him like looking out in his white suit with his blue skin, and like you know that's him. Without having yeah, to like think, see his face think, or anything like that, I think they set him up as the main bat for the the Soka show. I totally yeah. agree with that. And again, we may get Ezra on that show, and Sabine may come in the spinoff show too. Who knows what? Because they, they just announced a bunch of stuff. But aside from that, how did you guys feel when those Tie Fighters? Like this was to me, this was a different scene that we see stormtroopers in the series because we're always used to seeing them as the bad guys. This was more like. A patriotic version of the stormtroopers when the tie fighters came in the stormtroopers actually were hitting their targets because the whole host the first time i've ever seen them hit targets and and then you had all the cheering because it's like they actually got a win and you kind of felt like oh okay like you wanted to be how did everyone feel about that that was really really great stuff right there that was dope and it flipped too because it's like you've seen that exact same scene with x-wings and you're like this is dope but obviously with the tie fighters it's like kind of weird and then they immediately flip from that to the stormtroopers like gunning down the civilians and you're like oh yeah never mind these people are fucked up like we're not I, I think they humanized them too much, you know. Like we're used to them being a little, you know, uh, rigid and you know. Like we, you say, like they humanized too much. We get further into the episode, and the entire like cafeteria scene is them being human, like just yeah. them father daughters. And mm-hmm. it, that, the entire writing of this entire episode is just us going, "Are they okay? like? Can we sympathize? Can we? Yeah. Are is it, is it is it okay to like this?" Them? I, I, I have a I think I have a feeling why they did this and I think it was more of as you can feel for Bill Burr's character Mayfield because again he was just a soldier following the Republic and we get more into that backstory is that that's all you saw was that these were just people who were working and yes I agree with you yes 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 there there's so much stuff is gonna happen yes <laughs> there's a lot of stuff we gotta wait for years and um yeah I have a feeling both of time Mike I, oh I think God. it's gonna no, uh, Daniel, I think they're going to lead up to the fight between Mando and Moff Gideon because of the spear. Yeah. And they set that spear up because, again, um, yeah. if you saw it was fighting off Osaka Satano, he's going to end up giving that dark saber to Bo-Katan. But uh, I but, think I think Moff Gideon is here to stay. He's not going out next week. You know, no. and, uh, you know, just to talk about the fact of like the Imperials and everything. Yeah, you got even like just yeah. thinking about it. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Time trooper. yeah. Uh, you know, thing to think about too is like how much good work is there, right? So you got regular people just trying to provide for their families and everything, and also think on the flip side, like we see the Death Star blow up, but how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people who just signed up to be a mechanic were fucking obliterated, right? So like, like we have, don't talk have you about guys? It we just cheer. Use the force, Luke. Have like you we guys? All, we just cheer for it, you know. Yeah. Have you guys seen the robot really, chicken specials? I think it really did that to yeah. make you think about it. I have. Yeah, Go for it, 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 <laughs> it, it, No, uh-huh. what you're saying, Tony, just made me think about that because, like, if you guys have seen the robot chicken specials, they kind of like talk about the like, dude, you just blew up a whole everybody's family. So, uh, what was it? The guy who got his arm chopped off and most. Um, most Isley and the Catan, uh, oh, yeah, what was it? Yeah. And they were like, he was an architect, and he chopped. They chopped off his drawing hand. Yeah. Like he's just a regular yeah, like, guy. Like, like come on, like man. Like, you know, so I, I think it was a it's a good ju- it's it just shows like regular folks are in are in the empire. Obviously, like the officers, and as you move up the leadership chain, these people are fucking ruthless and should be yeah. shot. Like I get that, I get all of that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the regular dudes just cheering that their fucking truck came back okay. It's like like how much are they really dealing with out there? Right. And you know, 
without a union or something, you know? Well, what was going through you guys? Let's see. Let's Even if they time. were union guys, it would be terrible. No, because the union would be controlled by the Empire. Just right. Would all, all the union fees go into, like, the Death Star or something? <laughs> yeah. see, Lou, how did you guys feel about this? Oh, man, that's got to come out of my paycheck again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it comes down to like you know, you you think about it with you know, uh, you know, if you if you were to put it in a certain sense of like you know, there are regular people who join the army, and there's horrible things that the army does sometimes to other countries, and you know, you you realize that you are part of the empire, and you're you know, you don't, <laughs> you're just a regular person, right? So it's just like at the end of the day, once again, the bad guys always think they're the good guys. You know, it's it's. It's a two-way street, you know? Um, but I so, also think it's an interesting point that, like, that's at the lower level, but then the, the higher-up officer we meet is fucking ruthless, like, creepy-ass, like, giving, like, you just oh. make him my screen call, you know? I why that actor was actually the Night King in Game of Thrones. So, like, he, you know... <laughs> which 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 we gotta give a credit oh, to Richard. Okay, okay. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, yeah, but I'll say you know, like, the crosses. <laughs> Oh my god, I was wait. Daniel goes, Ever wonder why the Empire didn't get clones instead of the rebellion? It would have been a lot easier for them to be sacrificed. I can tell you, I can tell you why, because that shit's expensive. Expensive that those dudes at Camino made it sound. Fuck out of here. Let's get the poor people and we'll pay them some shit with no benefits. Most capitalist capitalist thing I could say right now, but that's exactly what it is. It's expensive. So, so we dropped that <laughs> legit. <laughs> so we dropped the hat that we see uh, Mayfield recognizes his old commander, Valen Hess, who's played by Richard Breck, who you said played the Night King in um, Game of Thrones. And then we also get the scene of um, Mando removing his helmet because he needs to go over there so that Mayfield doesn't get recognized. And we got the nickname of Brown Eyes. How do we feel about that whole scene? I just thought it was funny. He was trying to scan himself with the helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He tried. He tried. It was like we're worth it. I'll take no. it. It was like the <laughs> last the last attempt. The last yeah. attempt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I thought it was funny with the whole TK number, like you know, like uh when Mayfield kind of jumped in, like, oh no, it's like you know, that kind of dynamic of like, oh, this is my you make up a lie to go meet a girl and your your cousin, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, no, he's like the MVP of everything. No, you don't know him like that. Let me show you. <laughs> it's like you speak for my man's real quick. Exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. And they're like, he's a little shy, he's a little bashful, but you know, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, I'm not in the Guinness Book of World Records. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about this scene as he with everything I, going I on? Man, I love I love the brown eyes nickname just like because I'm just I'm imagining it in his head like he's seeing the face and he's like, oh shit, this dude has brown eyes. Like <laughs> you know <laughs> and just like making that his, his nickname. And then uh, I mean the whole scene where like once they got caught in the lie reminded me of some like inglorious bastards type scene where you're just yeah. like sitting there and you're like you know, like, but you know that it's not going to end well. But you're just like, how long can they keep this lie going? Uh, so that was some great suspense that they built up with that. And yeah. I, I, I give it. <laughs> facts, facts. It's true. It's true. But it's all about profits, my man. Yeah. <laughs> it's that union. <laughs> I, I, I give it to Pedro Pascal for for playing up that like that moment of of like. Damn, I really gotta do this. Cause you see it, like even after he takes off his mask, it's not he's more scared to have them and to get caught. Like he's not scared to get caught. He's struggling the entire time with the fact that like I'm about to show my face. Yeah. And that's yeah. not supposed to be a thing that happens. And he's not, again, not concerned about he's not concerned about. Like, oh, they're going to catch me and I'm going to, you know, do whatever. It's all. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, nah, like, they're going to see, they're going to see my face. And even if we come out of this, I've now shown people my face. 
Like what? And, what is that? What does that mean to me as a person? And, that, and that's why it was dope to me when Mayfield jumped back in, right? Because Mayfield had just said like I can't go in there, and then he sees you know Mando like going all the way. Yes. To where he doesn't want to go, so he's like, all right, I got to go in there. Like if he's gonna be I, out on that limb, I got to be on the, out out on that limb with him. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go be with my boy. I, I, yeah. I gotta take care of this. <laughs> Unfortunately, he went like five steps further and was just like, I can't <laughs> control my rage right now. <laughs> Which was, I, thought, I thought was such an awesome part where. Mando's looking at him like, yo, bro, you really going to do that? He's like, and Bill Burr was just very much like, this is what needs to happen. But I think, again, with humanizing the stormtroopers, I felt like it also lent a lot more to Bill Burr's um, character story, Mayfield's story, because yeah. we find out that he, it, it's like, to me, he had this PTSD, this anger. And we find out Operation Cinder, where 10,000 troopers died. And this guy doesn't give a shit. And this is, again, when we see that character development of Mayfield. Yeah. So, I mean, how do we all feel when that happened, when we start to see this? Like, oh, Mayfield has a bigger story. And it's like, you felt bad for this guy. And, again, I think all that led to this moment where we wanted to like Mayfield. I mean, how did you all feel about this right there? To yeah. me, it was to me it was like um, basically earlier, like it was like Empire versus Rebellion, and now it just became like good versus evil. Where he was just like, this, "I'm sitting across from an evil dude right now, and this dude that needs to go." That's how I like kind of took that. Was he was like earlier, he was like people see it from different sides depending. Yeah, he's like, man, fuck this guy. Like this guy <laughs> just took it too far, you know? Right. Yeah. Same and we got. I like to send the reference from the games that Mayfield was a part of that squad. Yes, and I, they've been referencing a lot of stuff from the games, the Dark Troopers, yeah. again, and everything that's been going on. But yeah, no, I mean it. Again, Mando when they, is going to be the thing that ties everything together, and everything that spawns later on will be as a result of how well they're tying it together. This great universe. Yeah, yeah, but it it was again that moment with his character. And just that 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 scene that Bill Burr, you just have Pedro, Pedro Pesco was just there just to be there um, yeah. for this scene because this was mostly a scene between Bill Burr and Richard Brack and Brick, and they kind of really played well together in that scene. And um, Richard Brake always plays evil characters very very well. Um, and again, you that humanizing of the stormtroopers led to everything for this. I mean, Lou, how did you feel about this scene? Yeah, I mean, this is this is where I think Bill Burr shined in the entire in in the episode was just like he had this like emotional state of being like, I'm doing my best to control this, but shit about to pop off, <laughs> and it was literally like, and it was it was great because when he saw when when he popped off, and Mando's just like. Oh, it's down. Oh, oh like I, I gotta right go now, back. right now. Yeah, like right, do, now, right now. And then you saw Bill Burr pop off this way, and it was just like everybody was like, "All right, let's do this." Um, I thought it was I, but I t- once again the acting that that Bill Burr did in that moment, which I didn't think he had the capacity to do, he he killed that. So you know, I thought it, I thought it was really good. And then the way you know, kind of how they, they used the the exit uh, to the top of the roof. And did that whole scene of like, you know, the suspense of off the edge and, you know, there's only one way out, right? It's either this window, we're not running through 900 of these motherfuckers. There's no way we all did a fanboy where we got the two girls snipers and we like, yes, yes, pick them off, ladies, pick them off, ladies. (laughs) Absolutely. Mando read him. He he wasn't he was not hiding his deck of cards, but like before yeah. we got to the whole pick him off. So we get the scene um that Bill Burger uh Mayfield respects Mando's like listen, I didn't see a thing, you know, there was nothing saw. Um, here you yeah. go. And that Which was really dope interaction. Huge for Mando to kind of just like accept it because a part I know a part of him was like, I might have to just off this guy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, You've seen too much. You've seen my face. <laughs> like, it was a real like conversation for him inside his head, and and Mayfield was like, "Listen, like for, I think it took everything for Mayfield to be like, yo, like you let me get that out, we're good, like, yeah. and by him saying like none of the men in this room saw your face was his token of just like, I get it, yeah, we're good now, yeah, yeah. So I want to ask Lou and Azim this question. 
Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the best sniper in this episode? <laughs> Don't do it. That's a setup. Don't do it. Setup. Setup question. Who do you think was the best sniper in I this mean, episode between the two lovely ladies that were just between, I was going to say between the two ladies because Bill had a shot too, you know. Well, you know what? It's not that we didn't get Bill's third arm. That would have been dope if we got that, like from uh, season one. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I, got my, I got my oh, answer. So go ahead, guys. <laughs> oh, you you choosing? I yeah. no, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't pay enough attention to to uh, to grade the ladies on. So I'm not gonna fall into <laughs> that. I was right. you know, and why we gotta why we gotta compare the ladies, you know what I'm saying? They're on the same team, you know. Right, so exactly. Exactly. May, may, Mayfield. <laughs> Mayfield. <laughs> We're gonna say shooters across the board, I think Mayfield. <laughs> who, who you got, Tom? Oh, yeah, who you got, Tom? Uh uh Finnick. What's yeah. up, Joe? Yeah, you gotta definitely catch at the beginning. We we go over the Marvel drop and going deep into this episode, brother. <laughs> Make sure you guys check Joe Tolliver and Jarrell over at Commas Cast. Again, they have a great interview that went up this weekend on Sunday with Wayward Raven. Again, guys, go check it out. Still there, Commas Cast on Facebook. Joe, love you, man. All right, so yeah, let's Finnick. get into Finnick is the better better shot. Finnick's better shot. Finnick, you gonna go? With I mean, Finnick? I mean, I mean, we're talking sniping. Right, Kara yeah, Dune yeah. is a heavy trooper. Right. So, like, right. I'm not gonna put a light machine gun in Finnick's hands. You give that to Kara Dune. Right. And yes. they'd be like, you know, who's the heavy artillerist? Not Cara Dune. But who's right. the better fucking sniper? It's fucking Finnick. The yes. fucking, yeah. the assassin. Like, okay. the whole, like, no, no. What we saw last week, her doing no scope, she's the better sniper. That's yeah. true. No, there's yeah. no discussion here. Finnick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that, Finnick was that player that you hate in Call of Duty that just, like, um, no scopes you. She right had there. to the guys off the turret. Like, That's, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I You're not that. wrong, but I, I still don't want to choose. I love, I love them both too much. No, no, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. No, they're both they're both awesome. I I, yeah. I love that they we're we're getting way more Finnick and we're getting more action sequences from from Cara Dune. Before uh before he got the helmet back, I half expected him to come out and them to be ready to snipe and be like, "Who the hell is that guy?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Oh, yeah. Really funny. But now we, but now we could jump into this one sided dog fight. With the Tie Fighters and Slave One, <laughs> what was everyone's reaction? We're expecting this. I'm expecting this whole big dogfight scene, and no. both is like one shot. Boom! Nope. nope. <laughs> Call back. Call he, back. He goes, he goes. Oh, like we got some company. Hang on. Yep. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it's about to go down. And he did that, and I was like, oh, you're right. I, <laughs> You're absolutely right. I like, completely, completely forgot that that was a thing. I, I had a feeling <laughs> it was going to happen because they showed the behind the behind. I was like, are they get? Is he going to do the fucking mines? Like, and it's like one of those things like, like Boba's like, oh yeah, you know, my dad, he had the fucking bombs when that asshole was following us all those years ago. <laughs> this would work really well right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First time using it since then. You know, I don't remember his name, you know. I want to dust off these puppies and get them out. The door. <laughs> yeah, I was just very happy. It was like the same, like the same sound, the like the delayed sound, the way they exploded. I was like, yo, they literally just ripped it from episode two. I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. You know these type the, the two pilots that were flying those TIE fighters were the same pilots that came in and saved Juggernaut 5. They were already feeling like hot as shit and like, oh, we're going to go take out Slave God, 1 now. Oh, hot as shit shooting, shooting dudes with sticks and grenades. Oh, man. <laughs> About to get my wings today, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> About to get my wings today. About to get my wings today. Hey Bob, have you seen this one before? Uh, uh. No, no. <laughs> no yeah. like, oh, that kind of I've heard <laughs> from stories back in the day of a ship that looked something called Slave One. <laughs> this can't be it. That guy got eaten by a starlight pit. <laughs> oh, anyway. oh man, that, that was good though. I mean, it was but, very one-sided. I, I yes. Someone's like an animated, like, kind of parody of that. I'm just like that conversation that told us. I would, yo, give that to me 100%. You know, I'm you know, with it. I, I'm done. This is my last one. So, you know that 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 meme uh, of the old guy uh, by his car? It's time to call an ambulance. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> That's what that shit was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Again, um, just to show Bill Burr's character, the interaction, the growth that we've seen. So they all meet by Slave One, getting ready to leave. And Bill Burr's like, okay, Mayfield's like, you can take me now, whatever. But they're like, oh, no, you died. Um, Mayfield Mayfield died. Like, how did you guys feel about this whole thing with the redemption and everything with the character that I we had? He earned more credit once he, once he took that shot because it showed the entire team. They were like, oh, he's really like not fucking with anybody right now he's like like it's almost like that was he redeemed himself to mando but that was him redeeming himself to them yeah so you know that gave that gave kara more of a reason for uh like not just like in the actual way he did but that was definitely the cherry on top and Kara literally was like you're a good shot so i was expecting her to be like you trying you trying to link up with us like you I thought there was going to be, I thought there was going to be a little Avengers. Like, like you guys predicted. I, I forget. It was it. I, I think you, Sebastian, you, you predicted Mando, that. Mando right? Venge, yeah. yeah Mando Avengers, but, but then it was, it was funny because I kind of expected it in the sense of she kept giving him such a hard time. Like from the beginning of the episode, like you can't be trusted. Like nobody S with you. And then when she saw him take that shot, she was like, all right, all right, and then she was gonna make him a deputy, and I was like, Oh, yeah, I, I thought she was gonna bring him in on some sort. And if I was Bill Burr, I mean, uh, you know, if I was Mayfield, I would have been like, What are you guys doing? I mean, I'm not doing anything on Morak, like, uh, what do you guys got going? I don't, I don't know, I don't know if he's like, I don't really want to go to Moff Gideon's ship, though. Like, I'm <laughs> That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. But I have to say, though, I was thinking too. I was like, I could see him coming back in another episode and then screwing him over again, just because he's like out doing oh, yeah. the You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they're gonna play with that expectation down the line I, again. Too. I would think. I would think if Moff Gideon found out that he had anything to do with it, that oh. that he'll he'll use him to get to to get to Mando. Mm, that's right. That's yeah. that's a good thought. Brings up another Daniel brings up another one. Mando throwing the same exact reference uh Moff yep. Gideon from season first season word by word as a burn to his face. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Which, I didn't I didn't catch that till the third time I watched it. I, I literally did not. I was just like, oh, Lou, you I, put in the research now. Oh, oh you got to see my notes. No, 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 no. I'm going to get to Tim, guys. You know, I got, I got a standing invitation every Tuesday at nine. I've been watching this shit like three times. Let's go. Let's go private. Private. No, it, it was my son. My son like pulled pulled that one over. I I had a I had a, a session with him. Then I had a session by myself with the with the laptop, and then we just watched it again. So and and I didn't catch that line, Daniel. To to that point, I didn't catch it until that time. I was like, oh, we said that in the beginning. Oh my god. So yeah. So so I want to ask Azim and Lou, if you were Moff Gideon. Would you be the one to pick up that incoming collect call for Mando? <laughs> I would. I mean, I'm like, hey, thanks for the heads up. Now I can prepare for like, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't know you knew where I was. Okay, sweet. Like now I know what's what's on and popping. Let's he go. Wants the smoke. He wants the smoke. <laughs> we thought, I thought you were dead. We blew up your ship. But you know, I I, I kind of felt like yes, you you have to pick up that call, right? No matter what. But on the other side of things. I felt like Mando was like the dad being like, yo, you got you got my son in your house. I heard how you operate. Oh, I literally <laughs> wrote down taking speech. That's yo! what I was <laughs> Yo, as you said it right before I was going to. Yo, dead ass. I have a certain <laughs> No worries, Jarrell. No worries. Go always rewatch, brother. But we always welcome you. You you missed a lot, bro. The Disney drop is <laughs> going so over this episode. Don't worry, it is there for you, bro. Make sure you guys check out Jarrell on Comics Cast. Him and Joe had that awesome interview again with Wayward Raven. It's up there. Check them out. Um, let it out every Sunday. Another shout out for you guys. I love you guys. You guys are kicking it, kicking ass. But no, I mean, um, this was such a taken moment that you. If I, I agree, as this was such a take uh, a taken moment that it was just like, <clears throat> I know where you are. I know where you live, and I'm gonna it find was- you. And I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's not wrong. But it's yeah, also we've been calling it. Let's go, yes. Beskar Spirit. Yep. Of, like, both of like their stances, because you figure 
Moff really thinks like he's like, yo, I took him and I lived. What's good? Like I'm ready for round two. And Mando is over here like, I will do. And he was like, you don't understand the lens I'm about to go. Yeah. And it's like, all right, so you're really about to see, like clash, clash of the Titans. And we're like, all right, let's go. Let's run. Let's let's run it. Yeah. Like like yeah. I've said, it's just Gene Carlo Esposito being Gutfring <laughs> in some other universe. Because <laughs> Gutfring was here for he was like he's here for all the smoke. Yep. He was here for, I mean he didn't expect the grenade, but you know he was still here for all the smoke. Yeah. He still showed up to Salamanca's fucking hospital bed. So you know like <laughs> somebody's got to go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jero got a question for you. Talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, man. So, so I've been to during the whole quarantine. I haven't been really in a place to like nonstop, you know, be be writing. I'm always writing, but you know, I've, I've kind of taken a, a time to be with my family, really, and kind of take advantage of that. Um, and you know, work has been insane, so I'm just taking it easy and just trying to like, you know, I'm doing more production now than I was uh, writing, but yeah, man, I always, I always got something on the cuff, man. Always got something on the cuff. I drop bars daily. <laughs> My wife was just like, okay, can you stop dropping bars in the shower though? Cause it takes a while. <laughs> but I'm in the booth, bro. I'm in the booth. <laughs> and yes, Daniel, that, that looks like it was some foreshadowing for what Moff is going to get with that spear. So, 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 do you think that we're going to get the big fight in the next episode with Moff Gideon and Mando since this is the season finale? Uh, this is the last episode for season two. Uh, we'll start with Lou and Azim. You guys pick who you want to go first. Yeah. Uh, you got it. Now you got it. All right. Well, I I'm, I don't know. I'm caught. I, fe I feel like they're not going to give you too much Moff. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna you know pull that out a little bit because it's there's just so much excitement into what he can do and when we were remember we only got like a small touch of him in the last finale you know you you got to see the dark saber you got it, and it was just like <sighs> so i think it's going to be a similar sort of thing where you know he he gets close to it maybe you know him and him and uh grogu reconnect for a quick glimpse and you see like the magic in their eyes and it's just like okay shut it down on to the next one so that's that's my my take on it right now that's yeah. my prediction. Yeah, I'm similar. I feel like they're, they're not they're gonna fight, but I don't think it's gonna be a place where there's like a clear victor. Like it's like they're gonna fight and then some shit's gonna happen that interrupts them and you're like, okay, that was a nice taste, but like mm -hmm. there's still there's still more to come. And personally, I mean what I'm kind of expecting next episode is Grogu to do some like evil shit, like basically like some like, oh yeah, maybe you shouldn't get trained type shit. That's that's how I'm expecting it to go down. Like they're gonna kind of be neutral and then Grogu's just gonna fuck some shit up. That's do you guys think that he's getting Grogu back next episode is the better question. That's yo, I see him, um, yo, yo, your face was like I don't know about that. <laughs> <the chief. laughs> I'm like, I, I, Moff Gideon. Okay. Okay, you think she'll come back? Okay, that's it's that's it's funny. If you guys noticed, this was the a Groguless episode. There was no Grogu scenes whatsoever. The first one too. Pedro got mad, jealous. <laughs> when Pedro didn't show his face. He was like, oh, oh. I want one episode without this mother. He wants to show his face, otherwise they gotta figure something out. Put me in the game, coach. <laughs> About to be called a Mandalorian instead of the Mandalorian. <laughs> no, but I, I, I definitely think that there's, there's a possibility that we do see him. But I, I think, you know, he, it would be a good, a cool thing to see him train to be bad and eventually somehow win himself back over into, into good. You know, I think that you could really pull that, that storyline out of figuring that whole piece out. Maybe, you know, he starts to do side missions with Moff Gideon in the next, in the next, you know, series or, you know, like there, there's, there's a lot of things that could be done with that. Um, so yeah, I think if, if you're smart, you kind of drag that piece out. Um, but there should be a nice fight scene between Mando and, and, you know, finding the ship and all that. I think, I think it's going to be a proper in space 
space fight yet. No, no, uh, I think no. they're probably everything no. is an on world, right? Everything, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's and I, I mean, we don't really get them that often that much, which is kind of why like there's a lot of hype for Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just going to be really dope with the space well, fights, but I'm not sure how how it's going to end. I don't think he's going to get Grogu back. I think I mentioned a while ago too. I just. I just think it's the the story can't you can't keep up with the story if it's just this constant trying to get Grogu thing of Moff Gideon trying to just keep keep getting him and his plans keep getting foiled over and over again. I think uh, Moff Gideon's gonna be taken down a notch. That could could potentially be how we see Grand Admiral Thrawn because he now needs to go up to his superior because he's not running the whole fucking thing. He acts like he is, but he's not. And then we potentially there's always levels. There's always levels. Exactly. He's not wearing the white suit. He's not really running it then. So before we get into the plugins, because we're at that hour, first I want to get the last um, comments that I have here. So we have, um, so Erlas, he's been calling that Ezra is going to show up to answer Grogu's call. I believe he is, or he may show up on the Osaka Katana show. Um, she doesn't want to wait that long. Up. She wants me. Yeah, she wants him now. <laughs> She's been saying it all season. She wants him now. I, I feel oh, you, girl. He's all coming. Season, all season. Ezra needs to show up in person. <laughs> there we go. Um, Jarrell said it's, it's going to be a cliffhanger. Moff kills Boba, and we'll have Mando on the ropes only to have Ezra show up um, with Thrawn. Um, okay. I've been loving all the Boba right now, so I hope that's Bar. not true. <laughs> go. Daniel goes. I have a feeling Mando is not going to get Grogu back in the next episodes. He's going to get kidnapped again, and it could be um, Thrawn. Who does it? Who We don't know. And then finally, um, did you all see the – yep, we covered the, the Star Wars update and everything, B-Wings, TIE Fight. Um, fe- Bro, we are excited about this drop. That's we need a set. whole Tuesday episode about the drop. Yeah. We got, we got like, one Mando drops, and we, we come yeah. back from break. Yeah, we're pretty much we're pretty much got like uh, Wonder Woman because I know we're definitely be talking about that, and then we're pretty much going to be figuring other things to talk about. So, the yeah. drop could be definitely something. Phase five. Mm-hmm. Well, so, well, we'll 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 talk more because Jarrell's going to be on next week's episode on Tuesday. Oh, oh right. Right. okay. okay. Bring that Star Wars knowledge here. Yes, please. We want it, brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, guys, it's that hour. So, what we're going to do is this. I want everyone to plug their stuff. So Azim, you're the rookie here. Got you on the episode. Hope you have fun, brother. But please plug away. Where can we find you? Tell us about your podcast. Let everyone know, brother. For sure. All right. So what's up, y'all? I'm Azim. Um, If you guys want to hear some really dope sort of genuine human-to-human conversations about personal development, life, what it means to be navigating this crazy-ass world, check out our podcast, You Free. Uh, we're at ufree.earth. Yeah, check in, tune in, hop on an episode if y'all want. I mean, all of y'all are obviously welcome now that I've been on your show. you got to come on mine, so let's go Always for down for it. Always down, yeah. brother. Is it is it Y-O-U free? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are, like, are you free? Our, our Instagram, too. Uh, call us when you free. Okay, right. perfect. That, all right, perfect, perfect. Lots of love to you, too, Jarrell. Merry Christmas, brother. And yet... We can't wait to have you on, brother. And again, everyone, check him out on Comics Cast. Um, Lou, do the plugs. Come on, let's go. Oh, yeah, it's good. So, uh, Lou Seif, uh, Lou Seif NY is my Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook account, uh, and tash, uh, tag name. Um, yeah, go check out the agenda. I also have the survival out. Um, definitely, uh, some dope grown hip hop. It's really about, you know, just men handling their lives and, and, you know, obviously, uh, uh, trying to, um, navigate through the world similar, similar to Azim. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not no, you know, shoot em up drug dealer bullshit. It's, it's very, you know, jazzy, uh, good earth tone, uh, type of music. So yeah, please, please check us out. And, um, yeah, more coming. Bro, and if you guys have not checked out the album, please check out the album, the agenda. It is a dope ass album it's definitely a vibe. check it out it's a five <laughs> no, uh, thank you thank you so before we close the schedule for the week so i want to give a shout out to three twitch 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 channels we have towels by law check him out on twitch he has a schedule up there check out q mayhem gaming and also check out steady hands check these guys out they're covering their games they're doing their stuff if you want more content go there give them a like follow subscribe it on my Twitch uh, live the other day, but we have a plan to have a group collab Twitch stream coming soon. So that'll be happening very, very, very soon. 
Also, too, guys, don't forget this Friday, new episode is going to be up. If you're into character or want to learn a little bit about character creation, we talked to Jay Hewer and Keiko. Jay Hewer's writer wrote some comics, wrote some dope comics. We're going to tell you guys about them. We're also going to tell you about Kiko's MLA Entertainment. She's a voice actress who's put out the show Project Infinity. Um, again, they go over some great stuff with character development and all that and like creating characters. So if anyone wants to learn about creating characters or get some tips from people, this is going to be a dope episode that is going to drop on Friday. Check it out on our YouTube channel. The Medusa's Cascade podcast every Saturday. Check out the Medusa's Cascade. Um, if you guys love D&D and roleplay, like, it's definitely going to be the, the podcast for you. And it's bonkers because there's an asshole that's named Kyver in that episode. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a real asshole. Um, finally, finally, on Sundays, if you have not, well. You know what? Sundays, go to the Comic Cast. Actually, go to Comic Cast's Facebook group now. Follow them. Subscribe to them. Comic Cast. They did a great episode this past Sunday. The Sunday before, they had Buddy Scalera on. This past Sunday, they had Wayward Raven. Again, in, um, let it out. They draw. They talk about creative process as well and comics and everything. Go check them out. Again, guys, this has been another awesome episode of Nerds Around. I want to thank you guys for watching. I'm your host, Sebastian. Boy Law. Anyway, tone from across the hall. Stay nerdy. Peace. Thank you guys for coming on. This